It's Friday, March 29th, and I'm feeling like a recap by going over my prep from last episode. This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table. Two quick things before we start the episode. One, the audio quality is a little low on this, so sorry if that's annoying. Two, I listened to my past podcast, took notes on it, and wanted to talk to the prep that I did. So if things seem a little out of order or if it feels like I'm jumping back and forth, it's because that's the way I did my prep and I wanted to speak directly to the things that I prepped on that last episode. Enjoy the show. So it's Monday. I played last Friday. I released that podcast like the day after I played. And uh, I wanted to come back in and uh, do a recap, but uh, I thought I'd do a separate podcast. That way, if someone doesn't like recaps, they can skip it. If they do, then great. They can listen. But it's ultimately up to you. All right. So uh, first thing I want to say is I didn't use the papers at all. In fact, um, I forgot they were there, I think. I um, looked at the map uh, when I was looking at it. I had it up on the screen for them because they have a flying um, monkey as a familiar. So... Uh, the Flying Monkey got a bird's eye view. Uh, so I put that up for them. Um, D&D Beyond has player versions, so I'm thankful for that. Um, there was some stuff that I didn't want them to see on there, but, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I didn't want to see how deep the caves were or whatever, but, you know, that's fine, whatever. Anyways, um, so I, uh, while coordinating that map, I just kept looking at the map on my screen, not the one I had written on. Uh, but I had remembered mostly what I had written on the map, and they didn't get too far into it. So uh, there is um, hope, I guess, yet of me using going back to paper. Um, I'm not sure why I'm interested in it. I think, um, I don't know. I think I, I'm just worried that uh, I'm missing something important or something. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm just fooling around with the paper. So knowing that the tree was under the portal, vice versa. Um, knowing that the portal was under the tree ended up being important because the players asked where the tree was in relation to the portal. I said, hey, it's just above it. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, uh, backing up to the, the weaving treant, I noticed that um, he had resistance to bludgeoning and no, to uh, slashing and piercing damage. No, bludgeoning and piercing damage. Uh, I had not figured that into my equation for the fight. It ended up being not too big a deal. It ended up working out in my favor. It kept him up a little longer. I also did forget about um, <clears throat> attacks within five feet, i.e. melee attacks, uh, causing damage to the attacker from the acid tears. Uh, even though I did use the acid tears as um, something uh, for the grapple. Uh, it, the grapple worked out great. I ended up grabbing um, Illomen, the, uh, the the warlock sorcerer, from his flying carpet. Um, the rogue, Hoosler, was also on the flying carpet. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, I made him. I made the carpet fall. He took damage. Um, I, I grappled, uh, like I said, the warlock, and I had three rounds of damage, I believe, on him uh, because he could not escape. Um, so I had the tree speak in Elvish. Um, I had two new people at my table, and um, everybody showed up, so it was a full table. Uh, let me see if I can find out real quick how big that table was. It was it was nine or ten people. It was crazy. Uh, let's see here. 
it was boop, 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 one, two, three, four, five, no, that's all my characters, haha, -ha. uh, players who showed, showed up, it was ten, so, uh, yeah, ten people, that, that was kind of crazy for me, um, for, well, I don't mind running big tables, um, my room is pretty small, it fits, um, I think nine is, is really my maximum, so, um, I might, might mention that next time and limit it. And if people ask, then I will say, Hey, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like saying no to people. So, uh, I might just have 10 people cram in there anyway. So, um, one of them was a couple, so they kind of sat on each other's lap anyway. So nine, 10, it doesn't matter as long as one of them's a couple, right? Uh, let's see here. So one of the new players spoke Elvish. So I thought that was really cool that they got to hear what the treant said. Um, I was doing some re reading in Midgard, and um, the Shadowfae speak Umbral, which is a distorted form of Elvish. Um, in some of the things I was reading, it was saying they speak distorted Elvish. Um, but uh, I came across Umbral, and that is apparently the language of the Shadowfae. So I will be using that from now on. I will be doing maybe like an intelligence role to get the gist of what they're saying. Um, for the person who spoke Elvish, the Eladrin. Um, it was very interesting having an Eladrin there. Um, he he role-played very well. He was very... Um, acted very aloof and um, not understanding of the material plane. <clears throat> because uh, I had told him straight out in the beginning that, hey, um, elves are rare here. Eladrin even more so, right? Uh, so... Um, basically, Eladrin are um, elves from the 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 the, the what's called in Fibe, um, which is summer realms in Midgard, and it uh, it fits the Fae more, right? And I told them people didn't trust Fae. Um, actually, I think um, people don't understand Fae. Is what I said. So they don't um, not trusting them is kind of what it comes across as. Anyways, even though they understood what they um, what the treant said. Um, one player said, hey, that's not what we're doing. I rolled an attack. Um, so they didn't try to speak with the treant, uh, which is fine. That's all right. You know, um, the whole session, though, was generally a little more combative than regular. Uh, I don't know where this came from or what happened. Um, I do want to put it in my session notes for last session, though. All right. I paused to make that note. Um, Let's see here. Uh, so there was, um, they went into the castle and um, the new player actually said, I go left after they said they go right and um, stuck with her decision, which I thought was uh, admirable, a bit foolhardy maybe, but admirable. Um, so she ended up meeting a ghost and they ended up meeting seven whites. Um, there was a Snow White joke, of course. It was uh, it was a really it was a really fun session and it was really funny. Um, so in the beginning, instead of taking a rest um, after the treant, they pushed on. They took a short rest instead of a long rest, and they pushed on to further the adventure. Um, and that is a thing for inspiration for me. Um, I have uh, different ways of them getting inspiration, and that's one of them. So I gave the whole table inspiration after they did that. Of course, um, many funny things were said after that, and nobody got inspiration for any of those. And uh, it was really good, but I can't really remember anything that was super funny. Um, the Snow White one was a, uh, that was a dad joke for sure. 
Um, so they just jump straight into the attack, right? Even after the first round of the whites only defending. Um, no, that's not true. The first round, the whites defended. Um, and on their turn, they asked, you know, why are you fucking up our shit, man? And uh, that got a conversation started. So um, I guess that, that was a reminder, right? Uh, I rolled a reaction and it ended up being neutral. So that's what I went with. Uh, but I think that was a reminder that, oh, we don't have to fight everything. Of course, the next combat was with Dark Mantles, which don't really talk much. Um, anyway, the new player met a ghost and was maybe um, uninterested in, uh, in appeasing the ghost. Uh, the ghost asked, whom do you serve? And uh, she basically said she served herself. Uh, she is a Dampier from uh, Morgau and Duresh. Um, her background is a Morgau noble. So, um, yeah, that, I think that played into it. She seems to be, uh, very into the, the RP aspect, um, which is fine. I don't mind that at all. I like it. The players ended up going through the portal, um, one after another, kind of, one was like, I jumped through the portal. And, uh, so someone else went through the portal and they all kind of waited and they were like, are we going through the portal? Well, if everyone else goes, we'll go. So everybody else went. So everybody went, um, and I kind of realized, my son asked me afterwards, um, did you mean for us to go through the portal? And I said, well, well, no. I mean, if you guys didn't go through the portal, there would have been stuff for you to do, right? But you did go through the portal. And I kind of thought to myself, well, well wait a minute. Maybe, maybe I did mean for them to go in through the portal. And I'm wondering if I kind of orchestrated that in their, in their you know, in, in the game. And I don't think I did. Um, the, the whites were like, this is a, you know, there's the portal. Uh, the familiar was sent through. Someone jumped after the familiar after it wasn't gone very long. So uh, I, I don't feel that I pushed on, pushed on that. Um, next time, I'm going to make sure to have two options in my mind so I don't even feel the need to explore if I pushed it or not. Um, anyways, the players went through the portal. Uh, like I said, attacked some dark mantles. This is where I remembered to... Um, talk about the cart with them uh they just left it in the ghost town so um i don't know what's going to happen with that they are not going back to that cart probably <laughs> which sucks because they just bought it uh and they're going to be mad and probably not want to buy a cart or horses again <laughs> um but uh hey spending money equals experience so maybe they, it won't bother them too much um anyways uh let's see here so um they got into Willowwood, but really didn't meet anybody. Um, I forgot to prep two of the portals. Uh, and my fantastic locations, I never filled out. So I didn't have a good, solid description. Um, it was kind of off the cuff. And it was good enough, right? That's, that's, uh, that's, that's my GM style, right? You know, off the cuff and good enough. Like... Uh, and when I say good enough, I mean, I don't mean like, eh, I'm just doing it. You know, I, I'm giving it an effort and it's, it's good enough that the players don't really notice that I'm like, uh, I don't know. Um, but I did forget to prep two portals and they were like, where's the portal gone? I was like, um, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, it was pretty funny. They spent like 15 or 20 minutes, maybe even more trying to figure out how to make this portal work. And at the end, uh, one of the players has just said, 
hey, you know, I'm going to go out and grab a branch and uh, touch the keystone with it. And boom, the portal opened. <laughs> I was like, hey, have you read Dungeon of the Mad Mage? <laughs> um, so that was pretty much as far as they got. Um, and, uh, yeah, the two portals I forgot were inside of buildings, and uh, they're leveled in, in uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage. They are leveled portals, so this one you need to be 7th level to go through. So I kind of like that, so I can kind of stick with the rest of my stuff. Um, the other one I think was level 5 to go through, which they aren't yet. Um, it was pretty funny. Um, they they were like, okay, so can't maybe the dead... They, they found a dead halfling, and they, they were like, maybe he can go through. And I decided, yes, he is above level 7. Um, or maybe this one was level 5. Anyway, I decided he was above the level needed to get in there. So they throw him through in there, and someone said maybe he has to be dead to you have to be dead to go through there and that started a um a hilarious entourage of jokes uh culminating with well not maybe not culminating starting with in my mind with the head of vecna so we talked about that a little bit and that's uh when i ended up naming the session i named some of them if uh something strikes my fancy and uh that definitely did um anyway so some observations um i I stopped in the middle of my prep and I didn't go back to it. So I need to remember to go back to it. You know, if I make time to prep, I need to use that time to prep. Um, I, I, my, my Friday ended up being way busier than I thought it was. Um, some things happened around the house that I had to take care of and, and that's just the way life is. Right. Um, so I need to remember that if I'm prepping, I need to definitely focus on that prep, which, uh, Going back, I don't think there's really anything I could have done different. Like I said, I had to go to work. So anyways, it is what it is, correct? Um, Shadow Tour was brutal. Like, I was just like, well, I'll just use the encounters in there. That's fine. And I didn't even read over the encounters. And seven whites, uh, even against ten players. Uh, well, nine, because one of them was ten rounds away. We counted the floor tiles. Um, wow, that, uh, that kind of ended up bad. You know, those are CR5 creatures. Um, so yeah, it could have ended up bad. I think they have multi-attack too, so it could have ended up a real bad. Because I would have had, um, I think at least 14 attacks to their, uh, 10. And it would not have been pleasant for them. So I need to make sure to, uh, if I'm going to use something to read it. Um, just so I know going into it that, oh, this is going to be brutal. Not, hey, there are, uh, seven whites in this room. Oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't have read that out loud for the first time. Um... But uh, again, I, I, I rolled a neutral disposition, so I had them defend. Um, and uh, yeah, it turned out okay. I also finally pulled out... Um, oh man, I can't remember the name of the book now. It's a Dungeon World supplement. It is um, uh, Wilds. Something Wilds. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes because I'm sure I'll remember it. Uh, anyways, there's a lot of good tables in there. I was like flipping through the front half of the book and I'm like, man, this is all dungeon world. Why did I buy this? Uh, and then, uh, I got to the end and I was like, oh yeah, the tables, the tables, these look good. These look good. So, um, I'm pretty excited to get those into action. Um, there's lots of good little, uh, quick D12 nuggets in there. Um, tables for NPCs, tables for descriptions, um, stuff like that. I also, uh, found, um, Castle Old School did a Excel spreadsheet for a couple of their books, and oh man, is that thing detailed. Uh, I'm itching to kind of use that at the table too. 
uh, just because instead of rolling a D thousand and looking through a book or, you know, flipping through, um, whatever the wilds are, uh, dangerous wilds, something anyway, uh, flipping through that, that book and rolling a couple D12s, I can just have this stuff, you know, ready for me in an Excel sheet. That's my new thing. Tables to Excel. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, my session report and, uh, yeah, what I've been doing for the last couple of days, what I've been looking at. So, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. That's all the nuggets I've got this week. Show notes available at slackernerds.com. Want to reach out? Send a voice message using the Anchor FM app or website. Email me at cockatrice-nuggets at slackernerds.com or check out my blog at slackernerds.com with links to Patreon and all my other socials. Come join us on the Audio Dungeon Discord server. This podcast is ranked via iTunes, so leave me a review and some stars there. Share with your friends and shout it from the rooftops. However you want to get the word out is great with me. Thanks for listening.